In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, so here we go with the coaching carousels going on. We've got a couple different situations. But first, let's start uh, in Denver with Sean Payton. And um, I don't know, good fit for the right team. Let's see what he can do with the quarterback situation there because uh, Russell Wilson did not live up to expectations by any means. So have they fixed their problems in Denver? No. It's a splashy hire. It really is. But And I love – look, I will forever be eternally grateful, uh, 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 Sean Payton. Um, got, got me the ring in New Orleans. I'm good. But I have reservations about Russell Wilson and whether or not he's washed. Uh, I will say if Sean Payton can't fix him, then uh, the Broncos are up the creek without a, the proverbial paddle. L- l- you know, let's let's be real about it. I mean, they're they're basically counting on Payton to come in and fix Russ, right? Right. I mean, I I don't know what I'll, another way to look at it. My other question then for you too, and we brought this up on the show while you were on the on the air on the broadcast show. Would you ever trade for a coach? And they had to give up a first round pick for him. Yes, I was in favor of the Browns trading for Sean Payton. So I can't be a hypocrite here. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd want to give up a first-round pick for a coach. Um, you know, hey, Bill Belichick was traded. For, the Patriots traded for Bill Belichick. That kind of worked out, right? Uh, John Gruden, the Buccaneers traded for John Gruden. They won a Super Bowl. That kind of worked out. So I that's kind of like this – that's got to be like the standard, right? If if you trade for a coach, you're expecting to win a Super Bowl. Kind of like the Browns trading for Deshaun Watson. I'm kind of, ex- I shouldn't say expect. I should never expect anything when it comes to the Browns. But um, fans' expectations are, pro- are that he's going to get them to a, a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, that that's the whole point um, of making a trade like that. So I, I just... You got to go through Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, man. It, it sucks to be in the AFC West. It really does. Similar to it sucks to be in the AFC North because you got to go through Joe Burrow and the Bengals now, right? Um, similar to what it was a couple years ago when you had to go through Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but that, I mean, that's just the reality. So um, it's a splash hire by that new ownership group who, by the way, is spending a crap ton of money right now yeah they're like dropping a hundred million dollars on stadium improvements uh you know they're not only did they trade for sean payton they are giving him 17 to 20 million dollars per year um i they, they, they are spending a ton of money in denver and, and as you know with any ownership of any business at some point the owners are going to want to return on their investment right absolutely and, and I, so they're going to want to return on their investment at some point in the mile high city. And that's got to be in the form probably of a super bowl. All right, let's go to the next one. Demeco Ryan's now uh, head coach in Houston. And we knew they were going to, I mean, that's going to be an interesting situation where you've got a new young head coach, the former 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, the team has a ton of draft picks thanks to the Browns and uh, some other maneuvering that they've done. So it's also a return for Ryan's who is a former linebacker who started his career as a second round pick there in 06 um and he spent six seasons there what do you think about the ryan's hire in houston hopefully he survives more than a year like i just felt like that job was toxic i don't care what assets they had available to them because quite frankly i just i did not 
like what they did to the two previous head coaches. Like, what the hell were your expectations? It, you fired those guys for not meeting expectation. My question to you then is, as an owner is, what on earth were your expectations that they didn't meet? I, I firmly believe that they fired Lovey Smith because he, he won that final game and cost him the number one pick. I think that they were going to fire him anyway, which is probably the reason why Lovey Smith went and won that game, right? <laughs> to stick it to him and say, well, all right, you're going to throw my ass out the door, but you're not getting the number one pick in the draft, Chicago. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but, I loved like, it. I loved it. I did too. Everybody but, loved it. Yeah, but I, I just, I I hope that he gets the opportunity that the pr- previous two guys didn't get. That they, you know, I think it helps that he's a former Houston Texan, like you mentioned. Um, I know everyone's like praising it, um, but I kind of fear like it's a Hugh Jackson 2.0 situation, right? I remember it smells that way. Like as we talk about it and describe it, it feels like everything you had here. And then are they going to keep? T- I, I don't know. I, I would hope they give him a chance. Got a six-year contract. He was smart, so if they, yeah. it does. Yeah, you know, he get, he's getting paid for the next six years. So good, good job on his agent, right? Um, but. Yeah, I, I just I'm not a real, I'm not a fan of uh, how the McNairs have been running the Texans in recent years. So it's uh, I mean, good for him. It's one of 32. I get it. Um, he obviously has some emotional attachment to that franchise being a former player. I just hope that they set him up for success much better than they uh, set up the two previous guys to fail. Any guess on what's going on in Arizona? That seems to be a, a carousel of fun out there right now. You've applied for the job, haven't you? I, I actually I haven't. I and my okay. contract for, forbids me, but um, wow. I, I'm trying to ask to get out of it so I can get the gig. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. I I have no idea. I'm interested to see if if Kyler Murray's in their future, right? Right. Yeah, I think that that's part of that whole uh, dynamic. Um, it, whether or not he ultimately ends up being the future there because Klingsbury like that. Yeah. They, they fit together. There's, but there's no guarantee that he's gonna, he's gonna fit with the new guy. I, I mean, look at the situation in, in Tennessee right now, Mike Vrabel. I saw a quote Wednesday afternoon and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, yeah, you know, getting, you know, just figuring out with the new GM, what we both like and what's going to work together. I'm wondering how that's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like I've got Mike Vrabel the clock on him leaving the Titans at some point here in the near future. I've got that start just because like typically shotgun marriages. And we know about this in Cleveland all too well, right? They don't, they don't work well. Now, certainly if you've done your due diligence, uh, as far as your hiring process goes, hopefully you've hired a GM that has the same philosophy is Mike Vrabel? I don't know. Um, Glenn I, Cook. I, I've said this before. I think that if Ohio State ever opened up and Vrabel had the opportunity, he'd go there. Yeah. Well, I clearly believe that Mike Vrabel, if he had the chance, would the go good news back. Is, is is Glenn Cook is still with the team, so right. it's it's you know it's not back to back off seasons where they lose key members of their front office. Um, but that's what you want as an organization too, because that means you've had you have quality people when. I mean, look, let's be honest about it. for years and years and years, n- nobody wanted to touch the Browns front office with a 10 foot pole. And typically when guys left here, like they went back to like, you know, assistant GM or 
pro personnel style jobs. Um, so it's good that Andrew Barry has people in his front office that other teams want to speak to and interview. Glenn Cook's going to be a GM. I, I think next year he's going to be a GM. Um, but yeah, it's I am I am curious to see how the Tennessee Titans situation plays out here. I'm going out on him and saying this is probably Mike Vrabel's last year there. I'm just going to go when, when they made the move in the beginning, though, it made, it sounded like it was very pro Vrabel. But now I, you know, you start talking about it a little bit more, you have to wonder what it's going to be like. Just for uh, just for the fun of it. Just remember all the stuff Hugh Jackson said when he was here, yeah, right? That's and, true. Yeah. And, and and behind the scenes, him and Sashi Brown were going at it round and round and round, right? But in front of the cameras are microphones. He was out there playing the good soldier. Trust me on Cody Kessler. And that's, you know, I just did. He, he oversold one, one of his many sins here is he oversold things, right? right. Organizations make a mistake of overselling when they don't need to oversell. And when you're a BS artist like Hugh Jackson, well, that it, <laughs> you oversell it. And then when you don't deliver on the overselling, you look really, really stupid, right? Yep. And, and that's what you that's like the balance you have because you want to keep your fans engaged during a rebuild, right? You don't want to be like, yeah, we're going to suck. So don't bother paying any attention to us. You don't want to do that. But on Correct. the other hand, there's the reality of, well, we're probably not going to be as good as you hope we're going to be because we're going to we're going to take this short term pain so that we have long term gain and sustained success. And uh, it worked in Cincinnati to a charm. Hasn't worked as well here in Cleveland. Um, but hopefully Kevin Stefanski this year can kind of get that ship turned around with a full year of Deshaun Watson. Well, Daryl, it has been a fun one. We'll do it again over the weekend. Uh, that'll be our next, well, not the next weekend, next Tuesday. I'm a little bit off season here trying to figure it out. We come back, we'll talk about the pro bowl and we'll have a big time look at the super bowl as we move ahead, um, with the playoffs and We'll talk about, you know, Vrabel, or not Vrabel Bowl, but Kelsey Bowl, which they don't like being called, but we'll talk about that. Uh, We've got a lot of things that we're going to talk about on the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. For our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.